Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. Kind of nervous about this one. <laughs> I know you're sweating over there. Yeah. Actually, the reason why Kaleo is sweating over there, not because I'm going to interview him today. However, it's because he just battled four flies I in ha- our house. I hate flies. So we we like to keep our house pretty open with getting you know getting a nice breeze going through, and the flies just love it. So it drives Kaleo crazy. Yeah. And I tried to take a video of him this morning, but battling these flies. But I was laughing too. But far. I moved. But I moved too quick. <laughs> That's what it was. You I did mo- look like a ninja. I I'm a Bruce Lee. I'm, I'm Bruce Flea. Oh gosh. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, no flies drive me absolutely crazy. You remember growing up in Hawaii too? Like, oh, I, that's where it all stems. You know, like all of those like those times like you go to like the pavilions down old days. And you just have food like everywhere for like I don't know. Oh, and everybody party. is has those square. Yep, the square silver trays. Silver and then, trays and the paper plates, and they're just waving all the flies away. Oh my god, it's just <laughs> the visual. Just some auntie had that duty, just gonna oh, wave all the flies away. That auntie is usually me because I couldn't handle it. <laughs> I was that auntie for the day. Oh, <laughs> hi everyone. Oh. Um, we are so I'm gonna interview Kaleo today. Yeah. Me. Well, this is going to be and part one. You. This, yeah, this is going to be part one. And then you're going to get me back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to interview me. I'm going to let you go first. And then I can really bring. And then bring, you're going to bring it. <laughs> then I can really bring whatever whatever heat I need to for the, your interview. Oh, perfect. So this is going to be uh, the Rebel Interviews the Muse part one. And then the Rebel Interviews the Muse part two. Right. Right. Both and. Both and. All right. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And. Uh, Thank you so much for your time, actually, because uh, I got to take off tomorrow first thing in the morning. So Right. To, but to if you're this. listening from the future, which you will be, <laughs> tour is probably going to be done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get going. All right. Okay. So I'm going to interview you on a couple of different topics here. Okay. Music, health, and then a couple of personal questions. You ready? I think. <laughs> All right. So first question is, take me through a, a show day, a Pepper show day. What is your ideal day on tour? Uh, I'd have to say that um, when we roll into town, depending on what time the uh, load-in is, uh, we'll wake up and we'll either be at a hotel or the, the venue. I usually wake up before everybody else. This gives me an opportunity to uh, go to the back lounge and start my morning off with a meditation um it's uh just nice and quiet on the bus and everyone's still sleeping and uh, i'll go do my 20 25 minute meditation then i'll roll out to the front lounge of the bus and uh i will usually there's some coffee made by the driver but if not i'll uh, make some coffee or uh, enjoy some tea and then i'll journal after that you know i'm I'll look for a place to do a practice to move my body. Uh, so um, after being so so rigid in, in inside the bunk for the rest of the night, 
uh, I definitely need some physical movement to help me out. Uh, and then from there, uh, depending on, you know, what time load in is and, and everything is, is, uh, I mean, we get cracking right away. So after a little bit of physical movements, uh, maybe some more coffee, some more tea, and then we're looking at signing uh, drum heads, signing posters, doing any kind of press that we need to do, uh, interviews, whatnot. And then before you know it, it's sound check. And uh, depending on how long that we have for a sound check, do it, maybe work up some new tunes and sound check. Uh, and then right after sound check, it's usually meet and greet. So the meet and greet will most likely last about an hour, an hour and a half after meet and greet. Uh, maybe the first meal of the day, uh, usually just like a salad or something uh, that we have food on the bus. Something light. Yeah, something light, really light. I, I, I can't really eat on show days. Um, it's really hard, actually, for me to do that. And then uh, I'll take a nap after all of this. <laughs> and, uh, and then here we are. We arrive you at the show. You love your naps. I, I have to I have to do these naps. It helps uh, with the vocal cords a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and if I don't get enough sleep, I can't sing. And if I can't sing, there's no show. And yeah, you know, so yeah. Uh, sleep is is of the utmost importance. That's why when you come out and you visit me, it's always so nice to see you. But I always designate like, okay, he still naps. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I gotta go. I gotta go to sleep. I'll see you in a, an hour and a half or two hours. Mm -hmm. Sometimes so, I'll just crawl into bunk with you and nap with you. That is always preferred <laughs> but then i wiggle around and you don't get much sleep well then i just kick you out <laughs> right it's happened yeah <laughs> mel get out um but yeah that's that's pretty much it, it's a very fast moving day um a lot of the same moving parts in just this different location so after your show how do you unwind uh after the show the most important thing after the show is a shower <laughs> It is. And, uh, you know, um, the other two boys will tell you that because uh, our show is it's it's a lot of movement. It's a lot. It's a lot of movement. And it's a lot of um, I mean, at the at the end of every show, we smell disgusting. We really do. And so a shower is kind of like the one thing that uh, <laughs> is the one thing that kind of brings it all together. And usually a cold shower is what I, I truly appreciate. That's how I really come down after a show. Well, you do that at home yeah well I, I i try to take a cold shower everywhere it's kind of hard in the summer or the places that are hot because the pipes warm up like living in california southern california uh you know the showers never get cold here really so um when we go on <laughs> to me they do <laughs> when, when we go on tour and like we're like in wyoming in uh, february or something like that and i get exposed to some real cold showers it's like wow okay this is this is great so uh yeah it, it's 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 kind of like that every single day when you're on the road, but it's kind of, a, it's, it's just a comfort because the landscape and everything changes so much. These, these rituals, these things that stay the same, bring like a sense of normalcy to what we do. Right. Right. Yeah. Finding some consistency with so much change and so much travel is very important for grounding. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, and, and it's, you know, it's kind of like the same thing, but of course the meet and greeters are going to be different. The venue is going to be different. The, the sound will be different. different. The set list is different. So there are all of these like things that run kind of similar, but it does change mm -hmm. from town to town and uh, it keeps it exciting. You know, it's, it's really fun. Uh, and yeah. Okay. All right. So if you weren't in Pepper, what would you be doing? 
you know, it's so hard because I love Pepper so much. Uh, that's just a hard thing to think about. I've had so much fun with, with Brett and Yee and with all of the people that have made this band what it is over the last 20 years. Uh, if I wasn't in Pepper, I'd honestly say that I would be doing something in music. Um, I, I, I write a lot. And um, I do a lot of writing uh, all over the board. And um, I think I would probably just pursue other things that have kind of been on the back burner in my career. So there's um, a project that uh, called the Sabotage Sound System, which me and Ramey started in 2008 or seven. And I'd probably resurrect that. Um, for those of you who don't know, Ramey is uh, my really good friend. Well, he's my brother. Yeah, but he was my friend before he was your brother. That is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally my brother. No, I, I, uh, I, 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 since birth, right? And beyond. Okay, all right, you win. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we started making music together. You know, um, Ramey was the, uh, the the front of house for Pepper for years and years and years, and so we were able to, and we lived with each other for years and years and years. All the boys did, you know. And so we, we would constantly just jam and make music. And then we started recording. <clears throat> Ramey's a really good um, engineer and producer. So we started recording. And then we released in 2009 the Sabotage Sound System, which we were uh, released on Volcom Entertainment. Well, so happened this year, 2017, we're re-releasing it on Law Records. Uh, Volcom Entertainment released it to us. So we'll be adding two new tracks um, to it. Ramey kind of has a full plate, so I'm, I'm basically taking this uh, this bull by the horns and going to be releasing new music on Sabotage Sound System this year. Awesome. Yeah, it's really it's really fun. So that that would definitely take priority. Um, also, I've been working on a project for years called the Naughty Dawn, which is um, Ronnie King and I. It's our little you know writing producing project. Um, that the music is fantastic. But uh, we're still working on just getting the, the proper beats in line with it. And then once that's taken care of, we'll be able to release that too. Um, so there's a lot. There's always going to be a lot going on in my life. But always music. And, I think I'm just kind of doing the math while you've been talking. Right. You've been in Pepper half your life, right? Yeah, probably. No, I, I probably would say longer. I mean, that's when when me and Brett. Rad. Well, yeah, it's really it's really <laughs> awesome. I was... I was so lucky as me and Brett would, um, we would write songs since I think 15 and he was, he's a year younger than me. So like, I think I met him when I was 15 and he was 14. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure those were the right ages. So we've been playing music for a really long time. And then Yasad came um, a couple of years down the line after that. I just think it's beautiful that you guys are still brothers after uh, all this time. Oh yeah. It's, it's, you know, and the, we are brothers because we we love like brothers. We fight like brothers. It's a very it's it's, it's very family, mm -hmm. um, and so it's been such a great experience. And I've I have a sister, but she's about ten years older than I, actually nine years older. I don't want her to get super chapped about that. So she's <laughs> nine years older, but um, you know when you're little, nine years is quite a distance. You know she was already like when she was like seventeen. She was basically moved out of the house, and I was still like seven or eight. So there's a lot of, of distance there. So I, I, I basically grew up as like an only child, you know? And so to have like a, these brothers come into my life, it's, it's been incredible. I've learned so much. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've learned so much. And, and when you go from like an only child to a scenario where 
you know, it's not only um, a 33 and a third partnership, but it's 33 and a third of everything. You know, it's like there's a there's a lot of lessons and a lot of great things. And I I truly love the experience that um, these guys have have uh, lived with me through. Beautiful. Thank you. What is it like producing another band as opposed to producing your own music? It's a, man, you, you came equipped. These are good questions. <laughs> uh, whew, I'd have to say you want to be able to bring the best out of the music. And so when you're working with another band and it's their art and their craft and they're the ones who stayed up at night to make sure that whatever they brought to the table was exactly what they they want to say and want to play so in that respect um i i love being able to let a band produce themselves with being mindful of allowing them a couple of ideas um that they may have overlooked and i've worked with some amazing amazing producers that were in bands like Nick, Hex- Nick Hexum from 311, uh, Paul Leary from the Butthole Surfers, and their styles are so fantastic to work with. Um, they really pull out really, you know, good inspired music, and I I really truly want to follow in that vein. Uh, mm-hmm. If you just if you allow a band to to bring what they need to bring, and you just say, okay, look, let's see what it goes, and it's not necessarily major construction, but more just slight nudges. And mm-hmm. you make this um, kind of just like this air around the project being really fun. That's going to bring out the best in a band. Well, I can imagine if you, when you're producing your own stuff, you have this vision, you wrote it, you have a vision of what you want, and then a producer comes in and says, oh, no, we're going to change all of this. That must be frustrating. So as a producer yourself you're honoring what the band has brought in and giving options or maybe things that they haven't um, thought of. Yeah. It, different that, ideas. That, that's absolutely right. And I'm not saying that there's a right or wrong way to produce. Mm-hmm. But for me, to produce a band, it's like, um, let's just see how you guys feel about when you're playing and, and, you know, bring up options to say, hey, you know, we could do this or we could do that. Let's just take a 30 minutes to see if this works or not. And if it does, awesome. And if it doesn't, awesome. You know, it, and it's really fantastic. I was so happy to work with the Catastro Boys. And, um, oh, I love that album. Yeah. And you know what? At the end of this podcast, I'll put one of, um, one of the Catastro songs that um, we, uh, we were able to do on Law Records and one of the, the songs that I produced. And uh, yeah, so... It's been really cool. And when it comes down to our music, I definitely do have a vision. But the way that Pepper works is, uh, like I said earlier, it's like a 33 and a third situation. And everyone has their opinions. Some opinions are great. Some opinions aren't. And it's our job to try to navigate which of those we believe in the most. Cool. Yeah. All right. So let's shift gears just a little bit. We're going to start talking about, um, let's talk about health. So you, I know that you love being in nature in any capacity, whether it's in the mountains or the ocean, usually the ocean. Um, how do you find that connection with all of the traveling that you do? Creatively. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do have this remarkable appreciation for nature. I'm so blown away by it. 
but I credit that a lot to growing up where we did, Mel. Mm-hmm. Where oh, yeah, the I'm, ocean was our playground. Mm-hmm. We were always exploring. Yeah, and yeah. you know, like all the hiking through Coloco back in the day, and just you know, you parrot go parrot pit, parrot pit. You go, you go like Hilo side to go like Spock waterfalls and go hike new areas over there. And I mean, just the island is so magical, mm-hmm. and um, I, I truly accredit Hawaii for m- allowing me to have this connection with nature. So being here in Southern California now, there's the ocean right here. Um, usually go for very long beach walks. When I travel, you'd be surprised um, on how much nature you can find even in a super urban setting. Mm-hmm, when you're looking for it. Uh-huh. So um, let's see. So I was in Buenos Aires uh, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. probably about five months ago. And that city is very built up. But they have this... They have this huge, uh, I think it's uh, Porto, Porto Madeira. I think that's what their port is down there. And it's all built up. But they have these like nice parks. And you see just people like... The Rose Garden. Yeah. Did you go to the Rose yeah, Garden? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, a, there's a Rose Garden. And they have these, you know, little, like these like just little patches of earth. So it's a, a perfect opportunity to take your shoes off um, and just go sit in the grass underneath a tree in the Rose Garden. Like, like you'll... I'll be able to find, um, and this is where I, I love technology. I'll look it up on um, a map, and I'll just see what's around me, and I'll, I'll find this whatever I can find, whether it's a park or anything like that. I'll go and walk to it and get in it, mm-hmm. and then just to sit there just for a little bit, and you know, have a have just a moment to yourself. It's very important for your root chakra to commune with nature as much as possible, especially if you are traveling so much. Because that is our, our root chakra right there. When you're traveling a lot, that sometimes um, you need a little bit of work there. Absolutely. To get grounded. And just to even take your shoes off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... it's yeah, w- yeah, it's I mean, called going barefoot, but no, no, nowadays no. it's called... They um, call it grounding. No, earthing. Earthing, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's this new thing <laughs> called earthing. It's not a new... Like, that just blows me. And, yeah, it's just like... No, it's, it's not a new thing. It's like kick off your slippers and go run in school. Yeah. Remember in school you used to like kick off the slippers to go like play kickball or if whatever. If you even wore slippers or shoes to school. <laughs> because I think it was only a couple of years ago that the school system in Hawaii is now requiring kids to wear shoes. Yeah, I remember. It's what I heard anyway. I don't know if that's true. Any of our Hawaii peeps out there can probably If you were to see my if you were to see my luau feet you know, it goes to show you like I definitely, and for those listening, if you don't know what Luau is, just like spread out feet of just walking barefoot my whole life. <laughs> spread out feet. I, they, I love your feet. I love my feet too. They work amazing. <laughs> and they're great for swimming. But I mean, like as far as like a foot model or anything like that, I'm not going to be one. Because so, they're like flippers? Yeah. Well, is that yeah. why they're great for swimming? They are my feet. I love every, I, I love every <laughs> shape of them. And yeah, I swim so fast. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and just walking barefoot, you know, and yes, and um, I'll climbing my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, what is your favorite now? I when you're home, I I love it when you cook. You cook amazing meals. Not um, bad, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty talented. Yeah. So, what is your favorite meal to make when you're home? Anything on a grill. Um, so the to-go to 
is and I, I know uh, all of the um, the health warnings about cooking on a grill, but uh, I do it so right, and I I never. I never really have a bad time cooking on a grill. I'll cook anything, portobello mushrooms, steaks. Uh, well, of course, my grass-fed, grass-finished Sun's Ranch steaks, <laughs> um, fish, and uh, all different types of veggies. And when I moved up here um, and I saw them cooking carne asada for the first time on a grill, I noticed that they would put green onions. So green onions on a grill is like one of my favorite things to do now. Uh, so when I'm home, I, I love to use a grill in all capacity. I mean, nothing like a bottle of wine and a bunch of grilled items, vegetables and fish or, you know, whatever, whatever the grill is calling for that night. Okay. Well, what about on the road? What is your favorite meal to make on the road? It's interesting because um, on the road, it's, it's usually just salad with some kind of sauerkraut, fermented foods maybe a can of sardines in the salad, in avocado, vinegar, olive oil, and, uh, and greens. And that's really it. Um, so, so I'm hearing a very stinky bus. You have fermented foods, kimchi, yeah. sauerkraut, yes. and sardines. I have to tell you that the band eats like this, and we have the most patient techs, because as soon as they walk on a bus, it just smells like a kimchi fart ran through the with entire... With sardines. With sardines. Just ran Sardine through the bus. Sardine-flavored kimchi fart. That's definitely <laughs> going in the show notes, by the way. We might have to name that this episode that. Yeah, it's it's not really um, a pleasant smelling, but uh, as far as as far as my gut biome, it's amazing. But you guys are very healthy on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, oh, I remember something called back in the day that you guys used to make Klau Lau. Yep. Klau which was fantastic. Tell that's, us about that. Uh, that's when um, I used microwaves. That was back in the day. So it, it used to be just <laughs> that like was a long, time, long ago. <laughs> time ago. I don't use them anymore. I haven't used them for over 10 years. Um, so what we used to do is we used to put spinach in the microwave with tuna and black pepper and shoyu. Or soy sauce. Okay, so back up. First of all, what is a lao lao? Oh, a lao lao. Out there that aren't from Hawaii. Lao lao is local favorite. Uh, pork, some kind of like, some kind of fish, and uh, I don't know, maybe like some kind of like some kind of beef, wrapped in luau leaf, cooked, like steamed. Steamed. And it is like the most delicious thing. I think a lao lao might be like my favorite thing to eat especially like at like baby luau's and stuff like that um so you're trying to recreate this on a tour bus yeah and it's kind of a spinach (laughs) tuna not with mayo right just it it sounds it sounds ridiculous (laughs) when you say it but yeah i mean when you like are in a microwave (laughs) When you're surprisingly, it was delicious. When you're far from home, you are you, you trip out. Do. Yeah, you just trip out on how you're gonna try to recreate something that you really truly love in this. So I love yeah, it. yeah. And so uh, I haven't made one for a while, but they they were kind of the uh, the norm for us for a, a long time. I love it. Cloudless. They're actually really good. All right. So how about um, share a health tip with the listeners? What is 
one go-to health tip that you want to share? Movement, I think uh, keeping your body moving um, in some kind of vigorous way, not for long either, maybe 30 to 40 minutes a day, um, and then allowing yourself proper rest. But movement, whatever you're going to do, whether it's um, a yoga practice or um, in a high interval training or or going to the gym, or doing laps in a pool. Even going for a walk. Or going for a walk. Walking is probably my favorite movement, to tell you the truth. But movement, um, that's the number one health tip. Don't forget to move, and especially with all of the sitting that is required for most people's jobs, Mm -hmm. um, that can sink in really, really fast. And um, I I truly believe that uh, if there is more movement, a lot of people wouldn't be experiencing so many uh, chronic um, health pains Mm -hmm. or chronic pain. Um, And uh, don't forget about your your CBD usage too. (laughs) It's kind of like the thing I'm on right now. So so vigorous. Yeah, yeah, my new thing. So vigorous movement and then truly allowing your body to uh, reap the benefits of it by relaxing and allowing rest. Thanks, babe. All right, let's shift gears just a little bit again. Personal. What do you miss the most about home right now? Home being Hawaii. Not just Kona, but just all of Hawaii. Hmm. Uh, Instantly, I have major FOMO about... (laughs) Because I just went home to see Nalu. Yeah. My new little nephew, shout out. And the funny thing is that all of all of my friends and all of your friends and all of our friends are having these experiences of, you know, making babies and watching them grow up and and being connected to the island is is something that you never lose. You know, I haven't lived in Hawaii for a really long time, but that's always home. It's so easy for me to say that is home. You know, um, so the, the answer to that question is I miss everything, but I know that right now I really need to be here. I, I feel that I'm in the right place right now. So with that momentum, um, it allows me to concentrate at the task at hand. And that is I, uh, I still have a lot of creating to do uh, through music, um, through this podcast, through Rebel and Muse. There's a, there's still a very large piece of me knowing that um, I need to be here right now and that I will be in Hawaii again. And luckily, I'm, I'm back about three or four times a year. So yeah, it's been a lot this year, which is great. Right. So, okay, so you miss everything. Let me try to narrow it down. Okay. What's one thing, if we were home right now, what would you eat? <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing that I would eat right now. In Hawaii, uh, probably a guava that I found on the side of the road, like a guava oh, tree. Oh, you gotta watch out! There's no maggots. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a couple of maggots would be fine. They're good for your gut biome. Um, no, I, I, I probably would just be some kind of fruit, like a mango or a guava. That you know, if we were just cruising on upper road, I'd just like pull over and grab it in Holoa. Okay. You know, like 
that's that's what I would do. Um, when it comes down to elements, I miss the ocean there. The visibility is like 800 feet versus what um, I'm looking at in at uh, when I paddle out here in Oceanside. Or the visibility is well, like... You came home the other day from the beach and you said, visibility is so good right now. It's like six feet. That's good. And for I just here. cracked up because I used to be a diver in Kona and visibility was like 80, 100 feet. Yeah. 80 to 100, not 800. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't the, even know if my visibility is 800 feet. It's it's just fantastic, like the the, the clarity. However, um, I, I really want to like make sure that no one's taking that in a complaining way. It's just what it is, um, and I'm so grateful that I actually could look six feet in the in the water yesterday mm-hmm. and today. So, um, but yeah, the there is a certain color um, of water in Kona that we named Kona Blue. And I miss looking at that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Who in life inspires you? I get inspiration almost daily from everyone. It's I know it's just kind of like a cop out thing, but it's it's constantly shifting because whether I am seeing someone in a wheelchair with a golden doodle next to them oh this was yesterday yeah Mm -hmm. um there's my inspiration uh the the older that i'm getting the the more that i'm realizing the connection between all of us and i was really just blown away by that and so i'm constantly looking um at things and finding inspiration in those things people do inspire me strangers friends family um i i'm like I said, I, I really, I really love human beings. I do. And so I get inspired just by taking a look around. Nice. Thank yeah. you. All right. If we could leave right now, go to the airport and catch a flight, where would you take me? This time of year, probably Oscar or Biarritz or southwest of France and maybe, you know, kind of that area where Spain yeah. and France meet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's so nice right now and the water's warm and, uh, the tourism is, is not super, super packed like it probably was like a month ago. Um, so, and the, and the mussels there and all the seafood, I would definitely love to go. In the sand wine. Yes. In the sand wine, which is delicious by the way. Um, it's a place that I haven't been to in, uh, uh, quite a few years. Yeah, we haven't been in a while. But uh, when I went with all the boys, we had the best time and we met the best people. And the last time I was there with, was with you probably about uh, six years ago, six or seven years ago, maybe not even that long. But it's one place in the world that I've, I've always felt really, really, really uh, comfortable. Mm-hmm. And drawn to. And yeah, drawn to, yeah. So, um, yeah, especially right now at this moment in the first week of September. And if you're listening from the future, it is the first week of September right now. Second. Is it? Ah, okay. <laughs> so maybe like the first and some change. All right. What is one final question? You ready? Uh, I hope. <laughs> These have been really good, by the way. I cannot wait to do part two where I get to interview you. <laughs> yeah. You. What is one thing about me that drives you crazy? Yeah. And be nice. You know, this <laughs> You're is... You're rolling your eyes over Yeah, there. this is a loaded question. Like... <laughs> It's like one of those ones where it's like, huh, all right, all right. 
Um, I'm going to say that you're very, you're very hard to be annoyed by. So with that Thank in mind, yeah. So with that in mind, I'm gonna say sometimes you pour yourself this glass of wine at night when the kitchen's all clean after a dinner and uh, we go upstairs and what what whether it's like watching a movie or something you'll you'll have your night nightcap glass but i know where this is going <laughs> you never finish or actually i, I don't even i don't even wine. think you start drinking this wine it just sits there on the table and then the next day i walk downstairs and and there's hot red hot wine red <laughs> wine on the table and especially in the the summer yeah Yeah, on the car and like i I, do waste wine i Mm. look at i look at it and i'm like oh if i if i was like a beast i would just grab a straw and down it oh that's disgusting yeah it is isn't it (laughs) it is but for i mean i i hate wasting and and i that's something like i'm working on that drives you crazy it drives me (laughs) nuts well now we know yes all so, right so that's that's thank that's, you for playing along and answering that question yeah because i know there i'm sure there's more after all the time we've been together oh i can't drive crazy i can't wait for part two where i interview <laughs> you it's gonna be so i'm getting fun. a little nervous yeah you should be yeah i was pretty i was really nice to you with these questions i didn't put you in the hot seat very very badly did i no no but i can't wait to put you in the hot seat you are you are Thanks. you are very nice but i love i love this kind of stuff oh all right well that was part one of the the rebel interviews the muse and um if this has inspired any questions out there that you want to hear all of you um just contact us through instagram or email love at rebelamuse.com yeah and um i'm gonna actually uh put that catastrophe song um, on this one as well so make sure yeah. You, yeah it'll be at the end so take a listen also um if you want you can find uh you can find a little comment area at the um the itunes podcasting for rebel and muse and if you get inspired go go leave a comment and uh we'd appreciate it all right yes be nice <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, be real uh thank you guys very much melanie a uh, great interview and um i'm coming Thanks, after babe. you all right <laughs> peace
probably what I'm sitting on They say in life don't sprint, it's a marathon And if I would've listened, I'd be sicker than that hair one Oops, there I go, now I'm gone To my friends and my fam, I'll be back